thank the Lord for the beautiful, beautiful day Amen. that He blessed us with. I see it was 61 coming to church. We got some of that Springfield, Missouri weather, Brother Ray. Glad you brought it with you. You got to stay here now until spring comes. Amen. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we appreciate your, your blessings and your love and mercy to each and every one of us. It's only by the grace of God that we're here tonight. And we just pray that thou would continue to pour out your spirit upon your children, your people in this service. Bless now, Lord, the singing. Bless, Lord, the preaching. Bless, Lord, your people as they worship thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, take your seat, little Lord, uh, song books. Turn to song number 454. Song 454.
Would anybody else like to come? The scripture says, if there's any sick or afflicted among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Pray over them and they would be healed. So, all right. And some of you, brethren, if you could join us here to pray for Brother Brother Critch. Yes, Joanne, you want prayer also? All right. What's that? Don't get down. You want to sit in the seat? You sit right there on the pew. All right, some of you ladies, if you'd gather around Joanne, anyone else? All right. I'm going to be praying for a young man today or this week named Andrew. He needs special prayer. I appreciate your help talking to him. He needs some help. Right. Tony Combs called and said that he wanted special prayer. I'm sorry, Roger. No, Ronnie Coleman, his grandson, they found him yesterday. And uh, uh, the, that family needs our prayer, Ronnie Coleman family.
praise his precious, precious name. All right. Come ahead, gentlemen. Come ahead. Brother Creech, would you pray for the offer?
but by His mercy and His grace. Amen. 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 He took our place on Calvary Mountain. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Amen. Appreciate that wonderful song choir. Amen. Appreciate their faithfulness Sunday morning and Sunday night and singing for God's glory. God's, they're a blessing, aren't they, church? And you're a blessing for being here today. And we just appreciate each and every one that's here tonight. Continue to pray for uh, the Bates family. Uh, he might be home. Maybe the church is over with. Hopefully he will make it back safely. We truly uh, miss him. And uh, we appreciate him. You know, church family, if, if we wouldn't have chose the Bates family for our pastor, he'd already be pastoring another church right now. There was a, a, a great demand for him. <laughs> I'll just let you know a little secret. Amen. We are blessed Amen. to have the Bates family. Yes, Brother Taylor. I, I just have to Amen. the Lord. Uh, this has been a week, uh, a, a month of trials and backsets and difficulties and, and just, just a, a trying month. But through it all, Amen. I felt your prayers buoyed yes. me up. Yes. I, I, I just felt your your prayers Amen. and your love and and the Lord being with me. Amen. And I I've really come to almost rely on it when when there's when there's multiplied trials, that means there's multiplied blessings in the pipeline coming your way. And the enemy wants to get you out of a place where you can receive <coughs> that. And I want to say I, I'm believing on God Praise for God. great blessings. Glory for, for the church, Amen. for our family, yes. for just for every one of us. Praise and God. I, I want to praise the Lord and Amen. thank you all for your support and prayers. Amen. I We're so thankful. Let's be on Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're so thankful Brother Taylor's feeling better. When Amen. his wife said he was here, I said, glory to God. <laughs> we miss you when you're not here. <laughs> God bless you. Well, they, they say that praise the Lord. Make you breakfast, we know. No, not breakfast, no. lunch. Lunch. Gonna cook until we got out of church. And uh, I was sound asleep. And all of a sudden she said, the oven's on fire. Oh my. And uh, got up and got the oven shut off. And it was just a, the burner burned on the, in the oven. No big deal. But if we would have lit, if we left the house, put it that way. But God made Amen. Sister Russell, she, you know, 
was thanking me for this morning, and I said, no, thank you. You brought, you got the, the preacher out of me. You, you, you know, helped pull it out of me. Because I was watching her getting blessed. And that, as I was a preaching, and, I, and hearing your amens, it just helps the atmosphere. Yes, Sister Paul.
Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, once again, and uh, trust that the Lord will, will help us tonight in remaining part of this service. Amen. Last Sunday evening, uh, Brother Paul Stetler preached on, on heaven and hell. He touched on that. This morning, Brother Anderson spoke about being born again. And tonight, I would like to speak to you on something that, that you never hear of. And I feel like the Lord directed my, my thinking to this message tonight. And I'd like to talk to you about something that someday all of us will take part in. I'd like for you to open your Bibles with me to at least a couple verses to start with. Psalms chapter 90 and verse 2. <clears throat> Psalms 90 and verse 2. Psalms 90 verse 2 says tonight, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Amen. From the book of Isaiah, chapter 57, and verse 15, I would like to read another verse tonight. Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15. It says, For thus saith the high and the lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I would like to speak to you tonight, like I said just a couple minutes ago, about something that you never hear about anymore, and that is eternity. What is eternity tonight? I, I tried to try to think of a definition from my from my own mind. You know, something that really sounds great, something that sounds intelligent, something that sounds you know like ooh, he's got something. In my definition of eternity tonight is a time that begins but a time that has no end. Amen. Eternity. A time that has a beginning, but a time that has absolutely no end whatsoever. One person tried to describe eternity in this fashion. He said that if a bird would fly over to one of the greatest oceans and pick up a sand, a grain of sand in his bill, in his beak, and fly across the ocean and drop that grain of sand on the other shore and go back to where he started and do that again and go back and forth and back and forth until that bird had carried every grain of sand from one shore of the ocean to the other side, 
And then if that bird would go to where he had deposited all of the grains of sand and pick one up and take it back to the other shore where he started all of those grains of sand and then would go back to where he had taken the first grains of sand and carry all of those across the ocean and deposit them on the first shore, eternity would have just begun. I would say that's quite a sobering thought. Eternity. Eternity has no end. We think about different things here in the world. We think about the sea. We think about the ocean. And I have heard that there are parts of the ocean that they have never found the bottom. We think about the ocean and the sea and as deep as they may be. They somewhere down in the deep, dark waters have an end. But eternity will have no end. It's a very, 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 very long time, but without an end. A preacher one time wanted to find out what it was like to be in total darkness. He had a friend that was a warden of a prison. He called his warden friend and said, Sir, I would like to come down to the prison and have you to do me a favor. He said, I would like for you to enclose me in one of the solitary confinement rooms that you have. Lock me in, turn off the lights, and leave for just a short time. He went down to the prison, he met with the warden, the warden took him down a flight of stairs, down to this very eerie, eerie part of the prison. And he allowed the pastor to go in, into the, into the, the uh, solitary confinement room. And the pastor went in and as he looked, there was a dimly light lit. He looked around and all he saw was padded walls. Nothing, no windows. Padded walls was all that he saw. All of a sudden he heard the door close behind him. He heard the lock latch. The light went out. And he heard the warden going back up the stairs. He stood there for a minute in total darkness. Didn't think so much about it at first. But as he spent a little more time, he began to get just a little bit worried about whether the warden would forget him or not. To him, it seemed like an eternity had already passed. And he went walking around in that solitary confinement room, which was a circle. Had no corners to it whatsoever. Nothing but padded walls. And this pastor walked and began to touch the the, the padded walls began to began to walk faster and faster and it was dark it was total darkness in that solitary confinement room and he went around in circles and circles and he felt like an eternity had already passed and, and he was really getting worried because the warden had not come back to open the door and he was there and he was almost running and touching the walls and trying to find the door but the door was also padded so he did not even know where the door was located 
And the pastor was in there in, in that solitary confinement room for, for some time. And he, was, he thought to himself, he thought, now the, the warden has forgotten me. I have literally been in here for hours walking and running and, and almost screaming at the top of my voice, trying to find my way out of this solitary confinement room. And he was just about at the point of breaking when all of a sudden he heard a distant door open. He heard footsteps coming down the staircase. And it wasn't too long the light flipped on inside of the solitary room, the solitary confinement room. The door was unlocked and was open. And the pastor, almost looking like a madman, looked at the ward and he said, why? He grabbed him by the shoulders and said, why did you leave me in here for so long? Why did you leave me in here for so long? And the warden looked at his watch and he looked at the pastor and he said, Sir, so he, said, he said, you've only been in here 10 minutes. Another sobering thought about eternity. There are ancient things that exist in the world tonight that have a history of perhaps hundreds of thousands of years. But those things also will have their end. Someday, there are tombs of ancient people that exist. There are nations, there are, there are buildings, and et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera, tonight that have been around for so many, 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 many years. But all of those things will someday have an end. What is it compared to space? The stars are up in the heaven, the planets, the moon. We look at the stars. We look through powerful telescopes and we can look at the planets that are out there, out there in the space of the universe. And we can look at those things and we can go out at nighttime and we can look up at the moon. We can go out in the daytime and look up at the sun. At nighttime, we can look at the star and we can see the constellation of the stars and we can look for the Big Dipper and the, the, the Little Dipper and we can look for other things. I had the opportunity one time in southern Mexico of looking at what the, what's called the Southern Star. And we can look at all of those things, but just to think tonight that all of those things will someday have an end. All of us tonight... And every human being will someday be hurled into eternity. It may be through an accident. It may be through a sickness. Or it may be because of a natural death. We do not know. But what we do know tonight, and I can assure you, that nobody, absolutely nobody, will escape eternity. Everybody, everybody, sooner or later, will be hurled into eternity. God has no other choice tonight but to send the, send the person to, to eternity. But the good thing about it is tonight, folks, is that we do have the choice to choose where we will spend eternity. You have that choice tonight. I have that choice tonight. All of us here tonight have that choice. About where will we spend eternity? I could ask a question tonight. Where will you spend eternity? Amen. You might could ask me tonight, Brother Thomas, where will you spend eternity? You see, all of us someday will spend eternity somewhere. 
There's two places. There's heaven and hell. Like Brother Stetler preached to us last Sunday night, there's only two places. There's heaven and there's hell. And we will all go into eternity someday. But we do have, thank God, a choice tonight to choose where we will spend eternity. Amen. And I thank God for that choice tonight. I thank Him for that choice tonight. And I thank Him tonight that I have chosen to go to heaven someday. And I trust that that is everybody's response here also tonight, that you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ someday. Amen. That you will go to be with Him, that you will, will turn your total life over to Him, that you will give Him everything that you have tonight, and that you will someday go to be with Him there in heaven. There are some things that will be taking place before eternity begins for some people. For instance, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it tells us tonight, and it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Perhaps some will be here when the coming of the Lord takes place. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail, wail because of him, even so. Amen. There's going to be an end of all things, Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, where the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Matthew 25 verses 31, 32, and 33. It talks to us tonight about the judgment. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all of the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory and before Him shall be gathered all nations and He shall separate them, them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand and the goats on His left. Those are things that are going to take place before we go into eternity. Let me ask you a question tonight. What does eternity mean for the just? What does eternity mean tonight for the just? Well, one thing, it means joy everlasting. Mm -hmm. A joy that will never end. A joy that will never fade out. A lot of times here on this earth we have a joyful moment. But sometimes that moment only lasts for a few, few minutes or perhaps a few hours. And something, some mood swing might come in and change the joy to, to, to sadness or something like that. But eternity tonight means for the just joy everlasting. Amen. It means rejoicing. It means eternal life. In John chapter 14 and verse 2 it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. You see, God is preparing a mansion for you. Amen. And He's preparing a mansion for me also. But that's not all that it tells us about tonight in the Scripture that eternity means for the just. Let me share a few more verses with you in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. It says that I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more seed. And I saw John, then saw John, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. 
And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4, I like this one. It says, And God, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. Amen. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, no, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto... Take a minute. And he said unto... Me right for these words are true and faithful. And then it says, And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give it to him that is the thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. And then in verse 7, I like this one too. It says, He that overcometh. Amen. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be. My son. Amen. Now I think that sounds pretty decent tonight. Amen. I think that sounds pretty good tonight. In fact, I think that sounds great tonight. That it tells us that God will wipe away all tears. There will be no more death. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more problems. There will be no more heartaches. There will be no more, no, no more whatever you want to add in there tonight. There will be no more of that there in heaven because God is there. And then it says that he that overcometh yeah. shall inherit. Yeah. <laughs> I like that tonight too. I like that tonight. So that just gives you a brief picture tonight of what eternity means for the just. Well, let's go another step farther. And let me ask another question. That question is what does eternity mean for the unjust. The just, the Christians, those that are washed by the blood of the Lamb, those that have been cleansed, those that have been forgiven, those that have been pardoned of their sins, those are the just. So when I refer to the unjust tonight, I'm talking about those that, have, that do not know God as their personal Savior or Jesus. I'm talking about those that have not turned their hearts and their lives over to God. I'm talking about those that are straying, those that are wandering, those that, those that have perhaps no idea really what they want to do in life or what they want to do with their life. So what does eternity mean tonight for the unjust? The first thing that I think of is that in eternity, they will be lost forever. They will be lost forever. They will be in the eternal lake of fire. Revelations chapter 21, verse 8, talks to us tonight somewhat and gives us a list. The eternity for the unjust means that there will be, and as the Bible says, there will be the weeping and gnashing of teeth. It tells us that in, in eternity, the worm shall not die. It tells us that there's torment, an eternal torment, 
There will be no rest. There will be no relaxation. There will be no escape. Because this is eternity. Revelations chapter 21 verse 8 says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part of the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We could add to the list tonight, but I think that should be enough. That that gives us the imagination tonight of what eternity is going to be like, whether it be in heaven or hell. One of life's most important questions tonight is where will you spend eternity? There's not a more sobering question. There's not a more mind-boggling question tonight. There's not a more important question tonight than where will you spend eternity? Eternity for the unjust means that those that do not turn their lives over to God will have no love. They will have no joy. They will have no happiness. And in eternity, they will have no other chance. Because remember tonight, that once in eternity, that's forever. Eternity, a time that has a beginning, but has no end. I, in my, my feeble human mind tonight, cannot even come close to fathom what a time with no end really is. I cannot understand that. I can tell you that it's a time that has a beginning, but a time that has no end. I've, I've lived here in this life. I've, I was born in this life, like, like Brother Anderson was saying this morning. He was born, I was born. We were all born. We had a beginning of our time. Our time here on this life, in this life, will end someday, and we will be hurled into eternity where time starts, but time has no end. The purpose of our life tonight, we could, we could give many answers for it. The purpose of our life while we are alive is to get a good education, to make something of our lives in this world, to do good to people, to do good things, have good traits, have good character, be honest, be truthful, whatever the case may be. But tonight, when we talk about the real purpose of life, that purpose is to get ready to meet our maker. Amen. That is really what life is about. Amen. Getting ready to meet our maker. Amen. 
Because someday we all will meet him. Amen. The offer that God gives of mercy is right now. It may not be there tomorrow. It may not be there next week. It may not be there next year. The offer of mercy from God is right now. It may not even be here 20, 30 minutes from now. But right now, God offers his mercy. Amen. Christ is our only refuge tonight. Amen. There is no other refuge in this life. Amen. You can go and hide some, somewhere and say that you're seeking refuge. Or you can go and, and seek refuge or whatever the case may be. But the, true, the real true refuge tonight is found in Jesus Christ and only in him. Amen. And there is no hope for the unjust that is already in the grave. I, I, let me repeat that. There is no hope for the unjust person that is already in the grave. It's too late. We had a dear lady friend when we were on the mission field in Mexico back many, many, many years ago. She had a husband that was, was totally off the beaten path. He was a wicked, 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 wicked man. He would run around on his wife. He would get out and get drunk. He would go out and carouse around. He would go out and spend time with his buddies and with the women, and it was a very, 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 very vile man. And she was a good Christian lady. She prayed for her husband probably on a daily basis. We prayed for him. We knew the man. A very kind man at times when he wasn't drinking or when he wasn't upset about something. He was a very, very kind person. And one day this lady's husband was driving down the highway when all of a sudden a car pulled up beside him and the person driving the other car pulled a revolver out from somewhere and pointed it at her husband's head and shot and killed him on the road. I hated to give this lady some bad news because she talked to me afterwards and talked to different ones and said, Brother Toms, would you please pray for my husband that God may have mercy on him? And I had to give her the sad news that mercy time was over. Mercy time was over. He was in his grave. He had been hurled into eternity without hope. Without, without another chance. He was dead. There was no more hope for him. There was no second chance for him. There was not another opportunity for him. His opportunity was gone. And I had to tell her that. As badly as I hated to, but I did. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. In verse 2, we find a very well-known verse of Scripture. It says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You see, because there's always that chance 
There's always that chance that if we don't, that we don't call upon the Lord when He's near. If we do not seek Him while He is close to us, there's always that chance that that opportunity will pass by and we'll never have another opportunity to do that. Genesis 6-3. The Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. So after thinking about this tonight, and considering these different points, the final question that I ask in this service is where will you spend eternity? You know, right now God's looking down on each one of us. And nothing surprises him. Nothing at all surprises God. Because He's the all-knowing God. He's the all-seeing God. He's the omnipresent God. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He is, he is the God tonight. And there is no other God like Him. He is the only true living God tonight. As we sit here and as I stand here. Eternity is such a solid, sobering thought in once again, I, I, I cannot fathom in my mind what it would be like to be lost for all eternity. There's a course that, that I heard a very, very, very close friend of mine, guitar player, uh, sing in a revival one time. And I just want to share this course with you. I'm not a singer tonight. Please don't get up and walk out. But the course is a very simple course. And it says like this. It says, Eternity, eternity, where will you spend eternity? In heaven or hell, where will it be? Where will you spend eternity? Eternity, a time with beginning, but a time with no end. Where will you 